You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, where we aim to simplify online business so you can make more money. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. This is your host, Derek Gale, and today I have a, a very special guest. Uh, now, I met this, uh, this incredible woman for the first time uh, quite a few years back, actually. I believe it was one of my seminars, and then we reconnected a few years ago uh, in a mastermind group we were both part of. Now, this uh, mastermind group was packed with very successful online entrepreneurs, uh, but when she got up and spoke, I was, you know, I was blown away by her knowledge, uh, by the internet marketing strategy she had developed and and was sharing. And, you know, I, I could really see she thought about internet marketing in a different way. She got to a different level than the good majority of people in that room. And today, we're going to dig deep into a topic that she's an absolute expert and industry authority in. And this topic is actually what is probably, I would say, the largest source of cheap targeted traffic that I know of at the moment, and that is Facebook. So with that said, I'd like to welcome Laura Betterly to the show. So Laura, thank you very much for being here today. Oh, well, thanks for inviting me. You know, I've always, uh, you know, I first met you at one of your events. So, you know, it, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan to start with. In fact, my <laughs> husband loves you. So I was like, when I saw, I was like, I'm doing Derek's podcast. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, you know, for us, it's, uh, you know, uh, we've been following you since you were Corey's, you know, um, you know, success story. And, you know, I know you passed on that, uh, that whole thing and, and, you know, for us in internet marketing, I mean, you're talking about like the godfather, you know, the, the founders of, you know, maybe we took things on a different tangent, but I don't think we would have been doing any of the things that we're doing without you know, you and your predecessor. So, you know, we're honored. Oh, that's fantastic. And I'm very flattered. And, uh, and, you know, it's, it's, that said, I mean, I, you know, what you've done over the last decade has been incredible as well. Now, you've got a pretty amazing story. And, uh, you know, I, I started digging into that and going even pre-internet. And, uh, (laughs) and so how did you go from a, you know, uh, a guitarist in punk bands in New York in what the seventies and eighties to you know taking a co- company public to now you know being an industry authority in so many places, having multiple online. But bi- give us a give us the story. How did this all happen? Well, well, you, the the simple answer to it is that you know, as an artist, I didn't starve particularly well. You know, <laughs> so so you know, you know, you know. Getting done, playing a gig at 4 a.m., you know, with drunk people going, hey, you know, I never saw a girl who could play lead, you know, yeah, and your point. <laughs> and, you know, and having to, like, lift my own equipment and whatnot, and now it's, like, 6 a.m., and, uh, you know, I made 20 bucks. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, that's just not my thing. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't play. I still play. And I ended up working in the music business. And I was backstage at Madison Square Garden, you know, years later, and, you know, for a, a bunch of different gigs and, and whatnot. But um, I just woke up after that and actually went ahead and got an accounting degree. So you want to talk about 
about faith. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 And it was really great because although I don't necessarily practice as an accountant, I did spend a certain amount of years uh, working in public accounting. And it gives me um, a BS barometer for when I'm looking at numbers. It also gives me a realistic, realistic way of looking at what's working and what's not. You know what I mean? I can look at, you know, somebody gives me a proposal or says this, that, and the other, and I can, I can, I can use the numbers as if it was another language. But, you know, that was not particularly um, fulfilling for me as an individual, especially as an artist, you know, working on numbers all day long. And this is before QuickBooks. So we did it in, you know, um, in ledgers, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had to make sure things, you know, debits equals credits and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But it was a great background. And in the late 80s, early 90s, I actually then – computerized the business that I was working in. And I actually had a company, my first company, what it did was computerize businesses. So I would take people from hand systems and actually computerize them. And that was, like I said before, QuickBooks. So there was, it was really profitable because you'd have to put in a local area network, you know, I mean, the software and the hardware alone was, you know, uh, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. And then, you know, I'd go in and I'd roll in all the books from hand in and then do the training. So it was very, very profitable to do that. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you know, as PCs started to be, uh, you know, born and software, that business really was, uh, you know, was shut down because um, technology just was way ahead of it and was not needed anymore. And I took a little time off. Uh, at that point, you know, and, uh, you know, had a few kids. And then I kind of, you know, reapproached everything in the late 90s um, uh, online. And I took my music love and my understanding of numbers and marketing and whatnot and started the uh, company that developed the first dual MP3 player for DJs. And we had a free player and had 6 million downloads and traveled the world with that. And that was during the dot-com boom, you know, where people throwing money if you had an idea it's like i have a sock you know here's a million dollars <laughs> oh yeah that's what we call the good old days <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah so that that's kind of how that happened so there you go okay and so so that's what got you online now give me a quick timeline i mean you just sort of ended there at about 2000 so what's happened over the last 15 years? Because, I mean, now, now I, you're everywhere, right? You've got agencies. You've done multiple product launches with huge names. Mike Filsame, Andy Jenkins, Ryan Dice. You've been involved with all these products. You've become a local marketing expert. You've become a, a, a Facebook marketing expert. Like, where do you find the time? <laughs> oh, well, you know, I just – I'm a geek. I just like doing the stuff I do. But it's really funny. I guess my – you know – you know, I'm I'm really good at predicting markets before they happen. Mm-hmm. So, and and that's kind of looking at what happened and like look at what's coming forward. So, so 2000, right? We do 99, 2000, 2001. We do the whole uh, um, music biz thing, and that was huge. I mean, there's pictures of me online with Ice T and at the Warp tour and with Nile Rogers, who who uh, Who's the band Chic? I mean, he wrote We Are Family for Sister Sledge. He produced Madonna's Like a Virgin. He <laughs> produced uh, uh, um, David Bowie's Let's Dance, the B-52. I mean, on and on and on. And he's on our board of directors. And I get to go to Connecticut and hang out at his house. In fact, right. there's a really bad story about his how his dog Dudley was humping me while I was trying to get him to sign the paperwork. But we're not going to get into that here. <laughs> that's, another, that's another interview. <laughs> yeah, that's another interview for another time. 
But after I left, and one of the reasons why I left was just it just got too corporate for me. I'm an entrepreneur. I just I I can't be in an organization where I have a product manager of Tuesday downloads or whatever. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. And when I and when I when I did an analysis of what really made money with PCDJ, it wasn't the software sales. It made money, but it wasn't as profitable as renting out the email list to mm-hmm. people who liked, uh, you know, uh, um, snowboards and, you know, I mean, just like kind of DJ lifestyle stuff. Yeah. Right. So that made a lot of money. Software, not so much. I mean, it's still in business. It still makes money, but it's that, I mean, that's where the real money was. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so with all the people I know in the dot-com world, because remember being the president of PCDJ, did give me the ability to reach and and know a lot of people at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, so I thought about it, and I had a friend who had a software company, and he had a news list called WinXP. And this is before the canned spam laws, okay? There was no law about email. Yeah. And I said to him, I was like, Stu, how much would it be for me to buy this list? And he goes, 250 grand. And I was like, okay. And I'm like, I don't have 250 grand. I'm not sure how I'm going to buy this. But what I did was, is then I said, well, wait a minute. I could find somebody else who wants to buy the list, and I could get paid in a copy of the list. And um, what I ended up doing is I found somebody with a similar list, and I brokered a trade, and I ended up getting a copy of both lists, and I ended up with the largest database in the country. Wow. With no, with no cash. Yeah. And then I started mailing and we started making money. It was crazy. Like I remember we had a spyware offer and the subject line was, they know where you've been. <laughs> okay. It was brilliant. And, you know, I went to the movies and I'd come back and we made 30 grand. Yeah. But the problem I was having is, is that I was getting shut down, even though we had, these were lists that had permission and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to tell a story about a single mom who was just trying to do ethical email marketing uh, and is being shut down by internet service providers, despite the fact that there was no laws being broken. Yeah. And that ended up on the front page of the wall street journal (laughs) (laughs) and it was a different spin because I made a joke. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What happened was, is the reporter uh, said something like some people say all, Commercial email is spam. How do you respond? And I said, well, if that's the case, call me the spam queen. Whoops. And <laughs> 30 column inches and a, and a picture. But, you know, I laughed all the way to the bank. I mean, we, yeah. we, we, we closed so many deals and that next couple of months. It took me six months to deliver all the service yeah. that we bought during that time. And it allowed me to speak in front of the Federal Trade Commission and actually help draft the Can Spam Act and whatnot. But there was a point in 2002 – 2003, where we realized with blocking and filtering, it didn't matter. You had to change the way you did email, and we still wanted to get traffic. And that is when my partner became certified for Google for pay-per-click. Mm-hmm. And so we used Google AdWords, man, and we got really, really great at that. And that agency grew to the point where we took it public. And, uh, you know, um, and and going public is really interesting because there's so many things that you read about about how wonderful it is. But the truth of the matter is the banker is always going to give you $10 less than you actually need. And mm-hmm. then he's going to short your stock so he can own you yeah. when the note converts. So I walked. Yeah. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, I, I have a similar story after, you know, selling my last company to to investors. It wasn't public, but it, it's a whole different game, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're sharks. I mean, exactly. And, and it's, it's and they, not. And they don't, they, don't, they don't care about you. No. Nope. You know, they just don't. It's just a dollar and cents. Yeah. You're another number it's on fine. a spreadsheet. I mean, you know what really sucks is, Derek, is, is that everybody could win. At an and something like this, everybody could win, everybody could be profitable, mm-hmm. but there are certain groups, and it's kind of prevalent. I hate to say it, where they don't feel like they've won until they've totally, completely annihilated the other individual. Mm-hmm. Rather than have a win-win situation, there is a win-lose. Yeah, and I walked for that reason. Yep, there, there you go. And yep. That was two thousand seven. So then in 2000, so I started, I started Yada Yada, which is my, my, one of my agencies in 2007. And about six months later, one of those things is, is, you know, when you're a startup, you have this list of stuff you want to do and you have to do it. And, and you know, I never changed over the health insurance and I was just like on the list to do, but I didn't do it. And I ended up dropping uh, about six months later, really bad, like, you know, in the hospital for a month, needed six surgeries, the whole thing, mm-hmm. no health insurance. Ooh. So I, my net worth went down to negative 400,000 and we lost our house and it was terrible. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, I mean, I made it and my kids are doing fine and, you know, everything ended up working out just fine. But it was really interesting because, um, you said about the local, well, the reason why I got great at local was really simple was, is that, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure I've told you this before, but, you know, at that point I had to fire all my technical personnel and learn how to build websites myself and do things mm-hmm. and SEO myself and all this other stuff. But one of the things I realized was that there were local businesses that I frequented that I wanted to continue frequenting and I didn't have enough money to go there. So I went in and bartered. So I went to my favorite restaurant and said, look, I'll get you on the first page of Google on maps. Feed us. And <laughs> I, went my, I went to my hairdresser and said, look, you know, the pink in my hair needs some help. I'll build you a website and make sure you're on the first page of Google. And that and that and that's how I kind of started the local thing. It wasn't it wasn't a matter of like I thought it was a this, that and the other. It was a it was a solution to a problem. I was just getting smart about yeah. it. And I think I mentioned this to you before. I'm a hacker. I try to figure out how do I make the system work. You know, yeah. so that everybody wins. So, yeah, so that's kind of how that happened. And I remember I was generating a lot of leads on LinkedIn and Facebook just with, you know, my posts and this, that, and the other. And a friend of mine had sent me a Ryan Dice video, and I looked at it, and, and I was like, wow, what a smart kid. I'd love to work with him one day. And I got on his email list, and he had a product called Social Media Money Systems. Do you remember that? Yes, I believe I oh, do. It was yeah. a huge launch. And, and remember, I'm totally broke at this point. I went from having all this money to nothing. And I, I watched the presentation to buy the course, and they have three options. Option one is the course. Option two is the course plus the group coaching. And option three, ding, 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 is group coaching plus two personal consults with Perry Belcher, who is, you know, my godfather as far Brilliant. as – Brilliant, yeah. And I had no money, but they had like a, like, I don't know, 10 pay or whatever the maximum was. And I hit the buy button and my husband was like, I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, it's going to ROI. And I had my first conversation with Perry and he was having a reputation problem. And I actually (laughs) gave him what to do to fix it. And four months later, he flew me down to Austin 
And I said, then introduced me to Ryan. And I, that's when I said to Ryan, I'm like, Ryan, if you really want to know what I think is smart, what's going on right now. And I gave him what I was doing on SEO. And I told him that mobile was going to be big. And this is, you know, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. And very funny that what I gave him on the whiteboard for SEO ended up being perpetual traffic formula, which he hired me to go ahead and do all the coaching on. Mm-hmm. But when I showed him how I, predicted mp3 and what happened with emails and i'm like mobile is going to be the next frontier and i was right mm-hmm. because you can't approach local without mobile no and um and so at that point they were like let's do a product and they put me on their health insurance and i mean they really saved my lives what wonderful wonderful people and mobile local fusion was a hit i mean it was like a hit record i don't know thirty thousand yeah. copies yeah plus it was massive yeah it was massive and but but the point was is it I didn't go out saying I want to learn local, local marketing. I I I approached it with I need to get my hair done this week. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense. That yeah, that totally makes sense. That's okay. So, wow. Okay, and then after that, now you, last year you did the traffic genesis. That's correct. And, and you did that with uh, Mike Philsame and Andy Jenkins. And, yeah. And that is that's Facebook. Yeah, it's Facebook. It's it's actually more than Facebook because really, it really shows you. Uh, you know, Mike and Andy added a huge amount of uh, amazing content on traffic and conversions. You know mm-hmm. what I mean on conversions and how to how do you make that? You know how do how do you make people want your stuff? Yeah, you know because traffic is worthless unless it's going to a destination. That answers a question or converts into something. Yeah. You know? So, you know, we, we, when we looked at it, we were like, you know, we can't just teach traffic because people will fail. Yeah. So um, there's that additional component. And, you know, I mean, like Andy is just so pro, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, he's the guy behind the Blair Witch Project and he's one of, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you want to, I mean, when he started talking about storyboarding this, the first draft was like included, um, you know, helicopters and stuff. And we were like, really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, but he's, but he's so inspiring yeah. um, because he, because he's so good, but he's also, you know, him and Mike both are just so smart. So it's just so much fun working with both of them. And Mike, he's got the biggest heart in the world. Yes, he does. And he really does. I mean, you know, sincerely, the bottom of my heart, I've just, I mean, I see how he is with his family and with us as friends. And, you know, there is no, I mean, he's he's just got the biggest heart in, in marketing as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you know, that's besides, I mean, if he didn't market and I just knew it was some guy, he'd be over at my house drinking beer yeah, because yeah. I love him, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, no, good. he is definitely a, yeah. a, a wonderful gentleman and a, a brilliant, brilliant marketer, right? Yeah. And so, okay, so let, let's dive into the topic of the day, um, <laughs> which, which is Facebook. And, <laughs> you know, I've been looking forward to this interview because, I mean, Facebook is near and dear to my heart right now, as I think, I think it is for most people in the world of online marketing at the moment. Yeah. Um, but, you know, let's start at the beginning. I, I mean, we can't deny Facebook's huge. Um, yep. It's not going away. No. Nope. Uh, but every single day, 
you know, I get offers for the latest and greatest tips and strategies to get, you know, unlimited traffic for pennies a click, uh, you know, and, and it's kind of like anything in the internet marketing space. You, you need to sift through the hype to find the truth, right? Yep, that's correct. And there, there's, I, you, know, the, I, you know, there's a lot of hype around this. And so where do you sit today? You know, what is the truth? You know, from your perspective, is it the holy grail of traffic for every business out there? Um, where does it sit today? You know what? It really depends on your market, okay? Mm -hmm. It's not the holy grail. There's no such thing as the holy grail. If I knew, (laughs) remind me to show you the internet marketing fairy video. Um, (laughs) I I had men dress up in pink, fluffy fairy costumes because there is no fix, okay? You know, the the internet marketing fairy is not going to come and poof, and make it, you know, it, but here's the thing. Um, most of your customers or your potential customers are hanging out in this club called Facebook, mm-hmm. right? They're just hanging out. They're looking at things. They're interacting with their friends. You know what I mean? They're finding out what their family is doing. And if you know how to target those guys right, it is. But you don't have, and, and this is where most newbies or even some professional, I mean, you know, some some really sophisticated guys um, really go wrong. And, and, and I, I, I won't tell you who, but it's a very, very, very well-known marketer that I'm always having, who is one I, I consult for, and I'm always having to say, no, don't do that. <laughs> um, because this is it. You can't hit people on Facebook, which is a family-friendly conversation place with, you know, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. My stuff is great. My stuff is great. Mm-hmm. It's conversation. Okay, it's where you develop a relationship with your potential customer. And mm-hmm. if you develop that relationship well, they will follow you to the from, from now until forever. But if you betray that trust with schlocky, low class, crappy, whatever, then, you know, you're going to be out of there and you're going to go, why didn't this work? It's yeah. really and, and it's not that hard. I mean, look, I mean, I know you have a family, right? You know. Yep. Okay. But when you first met your wife, where where did you meet her? Well, she was actually my vice president of finance in my last company. Oh, so okay. Well, I, I I hired her. I it was it was a two-year interview before uh before okay. I, you know, <laughs> but when you were dating, where would you normally meet? You're really killing my little story. Oh, here. sorry. Okay. Uh where just, would we I'm normally just meet? You know. Uh, you know, we um where would I mean? Oh my goodness! I haven't actually had to do that in so long. I don't yeah. even know in this day and age. I, you know, you'd probably meet at a local club or on a local okay. event or something like that. Right. So when you would go and meet someone that way, mm-hmm. the first thing out of your mouth wouldn't be "Come home with me," right? Yes, that's correct. okay. No, it would kind of be like you know, you have pretty eyes, or can I buy you a drink, or you know, can you pass? Yeah, yeah some peanuts. Yeah. Well. How many marketers go on Facebook and ask, you know, their potential customers to marry them before they started dating or, you know, to go home with them before they got, they had a conversation sure. and you got to really approach it that way, you know, and I'm not saying it's got to be, you know, a six month conversation, but I'm just saying is, is that you've got a really crowded marketplace and, you know, it's funny. People say, well, I'm not good at this or I'm not good at Everybody has a personality, and if you have one friend, then you can do this, right? Yeah. So it's a conversation. 
So you got to approach it that way. Now, I'm not saying don't ask for the email address or don't this, but if you help someone and add value and mm-hmm. show your personality and it is something that the end user finds interesting, you have, you know, you have a follower and that follower becomes a customer or a subscriber and whatnot. And yeah. and that's kind of important. I mean, here's the thing. There, there's one other thing I want to say about this, too, is um, you have a fairly substantial email list, right? Mm-hmm. I would say. Yep. What's the highest open up rate you've ever gotten? Oh my goodness. Um ever? Well, let, let me think over the last year. You're probably looking at uh, uh ballpark 25 30 35%. Okay. So let's say it's 30%. Mm-hmm. So that means that 70 people, 70 out of 100 people don't look at your email, right? Yeah. I mean, it just sucks, but it's true. Yeah. But if you have if you upload your list to Facebook, you can now communicate with those guys. Yeah. You know, so you can get that. Those guys that aren't opening their emails are overwhelmed. You can get mm-hmm. in front of them. So, you know, and that's part of your conversation, right? When you email people, you com- you're, you, it's the conversation. It's not all, you know, it's like, here's some good value. Here's something I thought about. Here's something that's going to help you. Well, you can bring that online, you know, also. Yeah. So you're maximizing your points of contact of, you know, those who are potential um, buyers. And I don't know what the stat is now, but I know it's at least five contacts or where somebody's going to buy from you or get or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I, I know it's changed. It, 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 I think the, the, the standard's always been seven. Average direct response marketing, seven contacts before somebody's going to buy. Yeah. Yeah. So if you add that element, you're, you're now yeah. narrowing the time and you're becoming more um, recognizable. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, before we get into some of the actual tactics and strategies, I think mm-hmm. you know I want to talk about the the what not to do. And you've started, you you've already alluded to this, and it's a big mistake that I'm seeing. Yeah, you know, when first, when Facebook first started up uh, their ad platform, you could throw up an ad, and you could you know just general target it out to everybody, pay a per click, so you know pre qualify them in the ad. It was the early days, and it was easy, right? Yeah. So. Obviously, it's evolving. They don't allow that as anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, back to what you were saying, you're saying, okay, you can't just throw ads up and drive people to, to buy your product. Mm-hmm. Now, right now, one of the biggest complaints is, is my account got shut down. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I think every week I hear from people who I tried advertising on Facebook, my account got shut down. And uh, so what are people doing wrong that is causing this? Well, there's a couple things. One is, um, and you know, Google's like this too. Google compliance can be a little, a little difficult. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, remind me, Derek. I'll, I'll give you my Google compliance checklist that you can pass on. That gives uh, a lot of data of what you can and cannot do. Um, but, but here's the thing. Um, Facebook terms of service is pretty simple. You know, one of the things that they really, really don't like is claims. If yes. you make an unrealistic claim, lose 20 pounds, well, most people won't lose 20 pounds, so that's unrealistic. You'll get, you'll get your hands chopped off for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with make money, you know. Make money in your underwear, in your sleep. Yeah, not going to work. Be a millionaire, not going to work. But, you know, every one of those things seems to miss the, the, the point here, which is, you know, 
how to help people and start the conversation. You know, if you're going to go broad targeting, what you want to do is find a very engaging photo or content that mm. you will share to gain likes to your page. And then if you're going to sell something or create a lead magnet or something like that, you promote it to the people who already know you. So I always have this two-piece strategy. If you have a, the budget for it, is to go for the likes and then promote to the likes your actual offer and whatnot because you've now got some, um, you know, they know who you are, you know, and you've right. got to have engaging content. And there's these, there's so many tools like um, Post Planner is like, I don't know, like six bucks a month and you can go through it and it'll give you a list of, of uh, uh, pictures and things that have already been shared that actually um, get engagement. So if you look at, look, I'm actually, you know, it's very funny because I should be a little bit, my brand's kind of interesting, but I'm kind of known for this thing that I call marketing fails. Well, marketing fails are things that just don't work <laughs> and they're funny and people will open up my emails and look at my stuff because I've just found the most ridiculous thing, like a picture of a Starbucks truck with yep. the door open. So it says sucks. Yeah, like it was just wrong yeah i remember i was in manhattan i took a picture of something which a portable dna testing uh, uh truck and it said on the side of it who's your daddy like i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't think with it you know and so i do my things with humor yeah and i push what i'm doing with humor um, but that's just my personality. And if, you know, I mean, in each and every person has their own personality and like, you'll never find Ryan Dice doing that, you know, no. I mean, it's just not his personality. Sure. You know, but, but you'll find me doing it cause I'm just, that's the way I am. Yeah. You know? So uh, just to highlight a point there, uh, and, and I think what you just said there was, uh, I don't want people to glaze over that. You're better off. If you're going to go out and use the Facebook advertising platform to get new customers, there should be a two-step approach. You shouldn't be pushing ads out to general audiences that aren't connected with you and driving them straight to an offer. You need to engage them, get them to like a page, like a post, like you, and then next step is to some type of an offer. Now, that being said... Um, when you get them to like, are you getting them to like your Facebook page or are you sending them to content on a website? Both. Both. Depends. Okay. Now, let me add one more thing. Um, Facebook has this uh, ability to give you this code, right, that you put on your website. You yes. put it all over your website. And what that does is it, it actually creates a cookie. It's called retargeting, mm -hmm. um, which means that now that person is in your list. Now, your retargeting list is similar and almost as important to your email list because that is somebody who's gone to your location, your website, and at least checked it out. And yeah. so then you have this list, which is called a retargeting list, within Facebook. So if somebody landed on your page you can retarget them with an ad, right, or mm -hmm. something else. So even if they don't like your page, they went to your website, you can gather that. And, and you can put that code on your page without spending a penny on, on ads. You just have it there so you're gathering this list. Mm 
And then you can then go ahead and serve up ads to people who've already kind of raised their hand and had some interest. Now, I like to call that digital stalking, and you can get kind of creepy with it, but you don't need to. Yeah. Uh, when we did um, the Traffic Genesis launch, there was a um, – we, we called it boomerang ads, meaning that they bring people back, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, we did an ad, a retargeting ad that went every, everywhere, that anyone who visited the sites – and it was a picture of the three of us, and it says, you know, you've been boomerang. See, retargeting works. And that was really, really effective in getting a lot of sales because – we demonstrated in a very long video of what this was, and then we demonstrated for days or weeks afterwards that they'd see us everywhere. You know, yeah. the picture of the three of us doing that, and and it and it really is effective. Um, retargeting is probably if you have no money or very little money, then you would just want to do retargeting, just that, and just push ads to people who go to your site, and uh, uh, you know back to back to your site now and and that's and that's the simplicity of it. It, it it's it's the highest converting traffic you'll have because it's people who already raised their hand and had some interest and one other point is is that i've been around as you know on this internet game for a really long time prior to retargeting if somebody walked into my store meaning my website and then clicks that little x and left i could never do anything about it I couldn't say, I'm sorry, could I handle, you know, can I help you? Here's a coupon, nothing. Now, I don't lose all that traffic because I can retarget them. Yeah, and and now let, let's talk about retargeting for a second just to clarify here mm-hmm. as well because there's, there's kind of different types of retargeting. So what you're talking about is, there's, well, two forms. So we can go into our Facebook account and our ad account and we can get the pixel and create a custom audience effectively, mm-hmm. right? So, right. Um, which is very cool because you can say if somebody visited this page, now they're in a custom audience, we can target to them. Right. Now, are you using just custom audiences or are you also then using a third-party retargeting to go out there and display ads across the different ad networks? Oh, yeah, well? yeah, yeah. We use more. There's, there's Site Scout, there's AdRoll, there's Perfect yeah. Audience. Um, there's a whole bunch of them. Um, and then, of course, there's the Google Content Network, which is really, really, uh, you know, uh, Google is so ma- light years ahead of any of these other technologies because they've been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but their rules and regulations are pretty darn tough. So, you know, a lot of guys that are especially in Internet marketing are just so not Google compliant and never will be that we can yeah. never do that with them. But, um, you know, it, it's definitely possible. And if you can get and that's why we sometimes kind of backdoor the content network through a, a service like SiteScout. But just remember, a service like SiteScout, I think, um, I think they do. Uh, I think their markup is something like eight hundred percent. Yeah, it's massive. It's massive. Maybe even more than that. I, I, yeah. So, so you know, if you can be Google compliant, that would be the way to do it. But if not, you know, use one of these other uh, services, and then you can do that. Because if you have a small site, you're starting out. Um, you know, your budget's not going to be big. It's just not mm-hmm. going to be huge. You know, and. Uh, and at least you'll get that close up that loop of individuals 
who have expressed some interest. So, you know, I mean, it's like, especially if you're paying for traffic, it just sucks if they don't do something, you know, and you lose them. At least yep. there's, this is a way. Now, I'll give you one other um, uh, hint as far as this goes. If somebody went to your page and then did nothing, don't send them to the same page. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, send yeah. them somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah, said yeah. no once, you yeah. know? <laughs> Yeah, give them something new. Yeah. Um, okay, so now, and, and i sort of going off on tangents. And yeah, I knew I'm we were sorry, man. No, no, yeah. no, this is good. I love tangents because this is where we always sort of dig in and find good stuff. Um, now, with your experience on Facebook, there's kind of different business models, right? So if you're in sort of the information business, which a lot of us are, um, versus, say, an e-commerce business, how do you approach Facebook differently? If I was selling, um, I don't know, uh, widgets versus ebooks, Well, it's interesting. Well, there's, there's – um, well, Facebook has this new type of ad that's pretty, pretty cool. It's called a multi-product ad. Mm-hmm. So if you have – um, many different items, you can put like three panes of, or more of pictures that go to separate URLs. It's good for split testing too, but mm. um, for e-commerce, it's great. You can And, and, and I've seen some really great examples where uh, individuals have taken a piece of three pictures, so it's, it shows across as three pictures, or you know, three different types of shoes. I mean, God, I am so bad with shoes. Zappos <laughs> makes so much money on their retargeting because I go and I do nothing and I go, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything with it. And then they stalk me for like weeks until I buy it. I have, I have shoe trees. Okay. In my room that I've, I've actually decorated with because of this stuff. I mean, it works, but nonetheless, but yeah, that's, so that's e-commerce. When you're talking about information, um, Correct me if you if you don't agree with me on this, but I think information has to do with trust. Totally. You know, you know. So yeah. if you're gonna sell information before someone's gonna buy information from you, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to basically buy trust, okay, or create trust. Yeah. And the only way you're gonna do that is with great content and a good conversation a lead magnet that just knocks their socks off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you've got to date, you know, you've just got to date with them until they're yeah. ready to buy. Now, some guys are ready to buy right away. Some guys, it takes a little while to warm them up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's just yeah. the truth. You know, it's in- interesting. One of, I, I, and I think this is a, a big disconnect that I've seen happen time and time again is people coming from uh, search and then trying to apply how they'd advertise on search directly to Facebook. And on search or pay-per-click, when somebody's actively out searching for something, it's a lot faster to, to take them over that line to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, just doesn't apply the same on Facebook. You know, that's a great point because really with search, you're talking about channeling existing interest. So I have a problem and I need it solved now. That Mm -hmm. is a different type of lead than knowing that your, 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 your guys are really hit that you're, well, it's like, yeah, it's existing interest versus just finding these guys you know, because you know that they kind of meet a criteria. So you have to start the conversation because they didn't ask the question. So you're mm-hmm. ask, answering a question in search. In mm-hmm. Facebook, you're, 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 you're starting a conversation. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, 
Yeah, I think that's where a lot of people fail coming onto Facebook initially yeah. because you know I think oh it's pay per click. No, it's not. It's it's in, in the sense of it's not people searching. It's right. not traditional pay per click. So. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, you started to get into ads and some of the new stuff that's happening with e-commerce and creating ads at work. Now, uh, you know, Facebook's giving us more and more options sure. for how we create ads, how we display ads. But, God, creating good ads for Facebook can be a real bitch sometimes because uh, 20% tax, right? Uh, um, yeah. and, and and it's tough. It, it is. And, um you know, my experience, I've tried to do some video ads, right, yeah. as well. And, and uh, honestly, my experience with the video ads is they're not as effective as a static ad with, you know, utilizing the minimal text as well as you can. What's your take? What have you experienced? Well, it really depends, okay? Like there was a video ad that I did that really did well. Yeah. But it was kind of harebrained, okay? So there was um, – <laughs> and I'll tell you what happened. So there was – um. During the Traffic Genesis launch, mm -hmm. one of the things that we struggled with was Mike and Andy being the gurus that they are, that this kind of pink-haired, middle-aged chick from Florida with a New York accent is coming in and telling them what to do, right? Mm -hmm. So how do we position me as someone that Mike and Andy really, really respect and listen to? And mm -hmm. so... Andy, being the artist that he is, came up with this great thing, and he's like, okay, I need you to come in the studio, and I need you to slap me. And I was like, I can't. Oh, I saw that video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like um, I, can't, I can't slap you, Andy. You just had a heart attack. I've done a yeah. lot of counseling. I can't do this. And yeah. so, um, so this whole thing, and we had to rehearse it where I slapped Andy I kind of had to go, hey, and slap him. And then yeah. somebody in the office turned it into a loop of me slapping Andy. That <laughs> act did really, really well. <laughs> it showed in the news feed. You know, I'm 4'11". Andy yeah. something. I mean, and me slapping him yeah. over and over again. Oh, I mean, I got a few people where people were like, violence is, you know, that you're ah, yeah. I'm like, oh, come yeah. on. Give me <laughs> come a on. break, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, and and to that point, I'm not saying video video does work, but I think to get video to work, there has to be some kind of instant intrigue while they're scrolling down their page oh, and they absolutely, see that. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, you know, you slapping Andy would have got somebody to go, whoa, whoa, what's going on there, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, okay, so now let's go back to the, sort of the standard ad, the twenty percent text. Um, God, what do you do? How do you maximize that? Well, you know. Let's go back to what's the what's the purpose of an ad? Because it's the same purpose of what's the purpose of a subject line, right? The subject, sure. okay. It, it the purpose of a subject line is to get somebody to open it up, right? The purpose of an email is to get somebody to click. Mm -hmm. Purpose of an ad is to get somebody to click, whatever the objective is. So you wanna you wanna give enough information, but you also wanna have a little intrigue and mystery. So mm -hmm. that's all, you know, that's all, and, and, you, and you're in a crowded marketplace. So you want, you don't want to do anything that's too much of a disconnect because they don't like that. Yeah. But, you know, instead of using a stock photo, use a photo of yourself or, you know, or the, you say, you see what I'm saying? It's, um, yeah. and the text, you know, it just depends. I look at, I usually look at the landing page and then decide what the text on it's going to be. Now, I use a tool called Canva 
to mm-hmm. do to do my ads. It's just it's an online. It's really really easy. You can upload your own images. You can add this, that, and the other. And then I have a tool that I use, which is just a grid. Okay, it's a five by five grid. It's a a um, it's a uh, it's a just a PNG that I put over it so I can see what the 20% text is because there's nothing worse than downloading it, uploading it to the grid thing, seeing oh, what's yeah. not, blah, 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 blah. If you want, um, I'll set up, I'll, I'll get you a link for that so that your, oh. your, your guys can, um, you know, download that, that too. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that was my solution to it. And you know, it's so funny cause I've worked with some of the, some of the other big Facebook gurus and I was like, you know, Hey guys, you ever do this? And they're like, oh, that's so smart. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, how many IQ points did it take to come up with a PNG <laughs> grid, you know, that's five by five? But that's what it was. <laughs> well, I, I'm looking forward to using it. I've suffered through that upload, download, upload, download. Oh, you know, it's a pain in the ass. Absolutely. Um, okay. So now let, let's talk about targeting. Okay. All right. Because targeting on Facebook, people go in there, they get all excited and go, wow, I can target 1.3 billion people or whatever that <laughs> is now. I'm um, China. No. Yeah. Now, now actually, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. We were talking about uh, Facebook banning people. And, uh, you know, this is something that, uh, you know, I've, ha- I've lost an account. Lots of people have lost accounts these days. Sure. Uh, now, what is the – what I've heard – and whether or not this is true, maybe you can validate this, mm-hmm. is Facebook is a bit of a different approach to their compliancy than Google. Google has a compliancy team mm-hmm. and a relatively large one. Facebook has a very small compliancy team, and most of the penalties they're dishing out are all algorithmic-based. And uh, their c- compliancy team is actually quite small. So if you put something up, it runs for a while, and then all of a sudden it gets shut down. Uh, what I was told is this is actually an algorithm that's shutting it down. So I don't know if you can validate that or well, not. This is this is the data that I have. I believe the source is, is accurate. Mm-hmm. Your ads – okay, so you have a couple of factors. One is how long has your account been running? Okay, the older accounts have a higher trust score than yeah. than a newer account. So yeah. when you have a new account, you know you, you gotta you gotta throw a lot of softballs. You can't you can't test something a little too edgy because you know they'll just say you know, boom done. We don't like you. Yeah, and we'll never answer your emails for the rest of eternity. Yeah, yes. And um, <laughs> even, even if you write me every day and send me candy. But yeah, <laughs> I got that email. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. Um, yeah. And, um, and there you go. So that, that, so that, so that, that's one thing that you have going on. So yeah. for example, so they look at, you know, how many ads have been approved or disapproved. So for example, if you're going to test out an ad and copy, don't go ahead and create 60 ads with 60 different, uh, um, uh, audiences and whatnot. Test mm-hmm. it like a $5, ad, $5 budget and see if it goes through and gets approved yeah. for you because then because of all of a sudden you have a newer account or whatever you had a and you've got 60 ads that get disapproved at once, you're shut down. But if it's that one and you change it and you're good. So that's 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 your your first threshold. Now, the second thing is, is, yes, it is algorithmic and which which means that, um, 
you will also find that your ads will be running for a while and they and then get shut down. But that's not an algorithm shutdown. What that means is one of the 12 people who run compliance <laughs> hit the damn button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and there and 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 from what I understand, it's about once every 90 days that compliance actually like a human looks at your account. Okay. Now, keep in mind that those humans that look at the account have discretion based on their opinion. Oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not as black and white. Like, yeah. for example, you know, they they might look at something and say that's a claim, even though it, yeah. it's kind of on the edge. So you have to then go back and forth with with uh, compliance and ask for human reviews, and there, it can become a, a little bit. But also, you also have to realize, and this is the thing, and, and uh, when you're talking about humans, now if you've got a human reviewer who just broke up with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. he's going to be declining a lot of stuff. Yeah, and so. You know, so if something happens and you do happen to get uh, a disapproval or a shutdown or whatnot, you know, step back, don't take it personally, and don't assert you did everything right because I promise you there's something. You know what I mean? And you just got to get that off the line. But it is Mm -hmm. possible to get a new account, it is possible to get accounts reinstated. It is not like Google where I have to call my friend and pay five grand to get a new account. And that's what it costs, you know, Google to get up. Sure. To get an unbanned. Because, see, Google bans individuals. Yes. Not businesses. Yes. <laughs> a little different. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, Google built their, their backs, uh, you know, uh, on the backs of affiliates and then one day said, you guys suck. You're all banned for life. Yep. Yeah. That you remember that morning, don't you? Oh god, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. It was a good, wonderful time yeah, in the yeah, world of yeah, that was online zero business. Zero as opposed to the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so Facebook is a little bit more kind in that respect. But oh. but there but it but there's some, you know, the a lot of the terminology is interpretive of, you know, it's 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 under the interpretation of the individual who's reviewing it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and so based on that, you know, you kind of got to play the game, you know. So now I, I was kind of speculating. I was running some campaigns, and um, I uh, I'd spent about ten thousand dollars on a campaign, and uh, it was I was getting more aggressive with my targeting. In other words, getting more general, reaching larger audiences, mm-hmm. right? And when you can pay. Per- for a click versus right. per impression, sometimes that's you know that's that's a good thing. Now, m- my speculation was is that if you get too general in targeting and enough people start hitting the "I don't want to see this" button, that's or correct. A variation, yeah. That's effectively like almost a in the world of email a spam complaint. Yeah, that's a crowdsourced way of seeing what works and what doesn't. I'll take it one step further, okay? Facebook now has this thing called a relevancy score. Mm -hmm. And it's from 0 to 10. 10 being the most relevant. 0 meaning you're probably not going to be able to run anything ever again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you can take the same ad and copy and landing page and based on 
which your, what your target audience is, it can have a zero and it can be a 10. Yeah. So it really has to do with the right audience. Now, look, a lot of people go, well, how do I find the great, the right audience? Well, I could tell you there's, there are so many ways to find the best audience. Like, for example, if you have a retargeting list, you mm-hmm. could create what's known as a lookalike audience where Facebook will look at all the elements of the individual in this one audience and create one that's very much like it. If you do that with people who've already bought, oh, my God, it can be amazing. But then yeah. you can also take it one step further, and there's something called Audience Insights. Have you ever been in Audience Insights? Yes. Okay. Audience Insights is crazy. So if you already have your own audience, mm-hmm. you can just go ahead and run Audience Insights on your on your face, on your audiences. And it's going to tell you some really interesting things about them. It's going to tell you how much money they make. It's going to tell mm-hmm. you what locations they are, if they're buyers or not. It's also going to tell you what other pages they like <clears throat> these are all giving you potential other things to test yeah it's going to tell you it's going to tell you um uh you know are, are they sugar pie babies there's a whole bunch of like big data information that's all been melded in it's kind of mm-hmm. like big brother is not the government and they doesn't yeah. need to be because they just pay facebook for the data um yeah. you know but that for from a marketing standpoint is huge 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 so, um, so you can look at audience insights and say, I, my biggest competitor, let's say my biggest competitor is you. Well, mm-hmm. I would run audience insight on your stuff and find <coughs> things about your audience, or you can run Frank Kern or you can, you know, or whatever it is, if it's an interest and you can find it in Facebook, mm-hmm. you can run audience insights and start seeing different patterns which then will allow you to create audiences to test. And how you can really do this well without getting yourself in trouble is start with a $10 budget. Start with one ad and watch what happens. If your relevance score is low, just shut it down and start with something else. It's really, really simple. Where people get themselves in trouble is that they decided and they just turn the volume up and – yeah. Without without testing, and that's where the real problem is. And you know, it's interesting. I think we're 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 turning a corner with Facebook because they are giving us um, a the ability to really fine tune our targeting. You know, with right. insights, with stuff like that. So, you know, going out and I, I see it uh, going out and trying to target general audiences without much thought into um, drilling down is not the best idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just it's it's not going to work and. Uh, Damn, I had one other thing. Where'd it go? Ah, oh, God, I hate that one. Well, you know, but there's different ways to scale, D- Derek, and that's yeah. the thing. Is you find something that works, mm-hmm. you can actually scale it. You're not going to scale it from $10 to $10,000 a day overnight. Mm-hmm. But there's a way to do it. I mean, because there are other things uh, is you can optimize on a sale or a conversion, mm-hmm. And you can let Facebook go out and find more of those guys for you if you do it right. So there's a lot of ways to 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 do that. Absolutely. Oh, and ah, it just came to me. And the other thing too that's been a big game changer. And when I, when they launched it, I, I breathed a sigh of relief, which was the relevancy score. Yeah. Because prior to relevancy score, 
we were just kind of firing blind as to, you know, are they going to see this as relevant? Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's a powerful tool now to say, okay, you know, I've got a good relevancy score. I should, I should be safe with yeah, this. Yeah, and you know, but you, there's another thing you should look at besides relevancy score. And when you're, when you're creating your own little, um, uh, you know, Facebook is now great. It allows you to, like, pick what columns are in your reports. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick Also add positive feedback and negative feedback. Because you will see that a lot of times, you know, you can have a relevancy score of 10 and you can have high positive feedback and high negative feedback, you know, Mm. so you you really want to, you know, you could have a relevancy score of five and you'll see that you'll probably have higher negative feedback. So you really want to look at what your feedback score is um, because they won't tell you who, but they'll tell you. If it's high or low and that's, yeah. and you want to look at the positive and the negative. Right. Right. Um, wow. Guy, we, you know, we've drilled down. There's been so much good content that has just come out of you. I hope everybody's taking a lot of notes as they're listening to this. All right. So, uh, that was totally off on a side tangent. Yep. Now I'm going to bring us back to the, uh, the path that we were going on. Um, and, now, so we've talked about ads, we've talked about targeting, right? When we've talked about a whole bunch of other stuff, compliancy. Now let's talk about uh, sales process, okay? And we've been sort of going back and forth on this and, and we've drifted in a few times and, and, and commented on that. Um, you know, we've talked about you've got to build relationships. Uh, what does that look like from a sales process standpoint? You know, how do you take a person from they liked your page to they took out their credit card and invested in you? Well, I I think, you know, I think you're talking a basic ascension model here, right? Where, you know, Mm -hmm. you start off with, you know, hi, my name is and, you know, what's up and whatnot. And and so you you push great content on the site. You push great content on to your followers that are part of your, your page. And guess what? If you want everybody to see your content, you got to pay to boost it. So do that. Um, you know, um, everybody's like, Oh, Facebook's making me to pay. Well, yeah, Facebook's a business and they want to make money. I mean, just because they went through the crack dealers handbook of the first hit is free. Doesn't mean that they're going to do that forever. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And frankly, from a business standpoint, yeah. I like the fact that I can pay because paying is consistent. Paying is reliable. Yep. You know, there's, there's no such thing as free and reliable. It just doesn't doesn't it's work, enough. right? It's like it's like jumbo <laughs> shrimp, military intelligence, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll put that in the oxymoron dictionary. Yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> that and that that's so true. So okay, so Next, um, well, actually, when we spoke earlier, you said you said to me, I think we were chatting on Facebook the other day, you said you've seen some really cool stuff that's working really well on Facebook, some neat stuff that's going on. Well, you know what? I, okay. And, you know, well, and, and I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you probably the easiest way to start engagement and it's something called a micro commitment, right? A micro commitment is somebody saying yes. They yeah. just say one yes. Micro commitment is, you know, they raise their hand a little bit. They give you their email address. 
you have a really good lead magnet. You have something that solves all their problems and you're giving it away for free in exchange for their email address. And it's basic ascension. So they go the email address on the thank you page. You would have maybe a $7 offer, you know, just something that would, you know, 7, 9, 10, 20, whatever it is. If it's a buck, I could tell you that a buyer is worth, one buyer is worth probably 100 non-buyers. In my opinion, and I, and I can tell you because I have a list of fifty thousand buyers, and that's why everybody mm-hmm. goes, "Why are you always winning number one in the affiliate contest?" It's like because people have already they you know they they bought something from me. Yeah. So anyway, so that's the first thing. But the other thing that's really really interesting is most people they want to know more about themselves. Okay, they like to figure out. So if you give them a What's your marketing IQ? Or I don't know what it is you're selling, you know. Why do you have this ailment or this, that, and the other? These kind of surveys where you ask them a question and they have to answer this and then they go to the next one and then they go to the next one and they go to the next one and they should be done well and they should be done with a um, with a uh, uh, where, where the answer is actually very much um, set uh, um, so that when they answer a certain way, the thank you page is absolutely answers their question. But you get somebody to tell themselves, tell tell you about themselves, and they want to know more, and they've answered these questions. They're committed. So then, when you say, "Give me your email address, and then I will give you the results," it's pretty easy. You yeah. know, I mean, how many of these things do you fill out on there? You know, well, you know. What, you know, what, what, what's your aura color or what makes your uncle look like, you know, your sister? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's all this stuff. <laughs> Just look at what they're doing and it all works, but they're doing it kind of stupid, you yeah. know, and it's, and it doesn't have to be that way. So you can really, really put together a good, you know, interactive thing. And that's the thing, because if since you're not talking to them on the phone, if you're asking them those questions, you're you're kind of having a conversation with them, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's all I'm okay. saying. Okay, so and 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 I love that. Well, two things there. First of all, micro commitment. Micro commitment is is uh, I think it, I, I like that term, micro commitment. Um, you know, lowering that barrier to entry, getting people to just sort of put up their hand. Now, you, you talked about a few different things there. You talked about maybe a $7 offer, a $1 offer. Now, when you say micro-commitment, are you referring specifically to some kind of transaction where their dollars change hand, or are you talking about just an opt-in even? I'm talking about any interaction. Okay. If they click like, that's a micro-commitment. Yeah. If they start filling out your survey, that's a micro-commitment. Yes. They start to become, and, and, and it's part of the conversation, you know, um, is a sale or an opt-in a micro-commitment? I think it's the completion of several micro-commitments. I think mm-hmm. before you ask anybody for their email address or for their, to, to give you their PayPal address or put in whatever, I think that they need to have several, they have to say several yeses and have mm-hmm. several, you know, several agreements. You know, it's much easier to get somebody to agree with you on something if they if they if they're shaking their head, they're saying yes over and over again. And so when they so so it's just a mindset thing. And it's and it's not that hard. You know, do you like chicken? Yes. Great. (laughs) You know, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Would you like to, you know, I mean, just get people saying yes, 
because yeah. that that puts them in um, a frame of mind where they're more likely to enter into a transaction. And and look, I'm talking about doing this ethically. I'm talking about you know have a really kick-ass product. You know, mm-hmm. don't give them schlocky. You're gonna you know you know you're gonna make money in your underwear overnight and you know on a Tuesday or whatever. You know, I once did an auto webinar and forced myself to go to sleep so I could say I made money while I was sleeping, but it felt so crappy. <laughs> you know, I was like, Ugh! you know, but I just you know. There you yeah. Go. yeah, can't do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and be true to your true to your own personality and who you are, you know what I mean? And For that, sure. And, and that communicates. I mean, every person, you know, has something to offer and share to others, and it doesn't matter if they're technical or not. It's just the yeah. truth. I mean, people are, you know, I, it never fails to amaze me how amazing people are. I mean, I yeah. mean that sincerely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, uh, you know, a lot of people I meet say, I want to do something, but I've got nothing. And and once you start digging in and asking them some simple questions, yeah. you quickly discover they've got some amazing ability or talent or, you know, there's something. Or in, story. It, or story. Yeah. You know, people that th- th- they can offer to other people, right? Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so I, the one other thing I want to highlight there, and you just gave a killer strategy a, a few minutes ago when you were talking about creating those, uh, how to engage people, give them something that tells them something about themselves. Yep. And, and that, is, that is so awesome because, yeah, I, first of all, I know it works. Why? Because they always, always get me, right? Yeah. Um, and, and once you're committed to that process, yeah. You're committed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and in just about any niche, you know, you can do that. You know, what what kind of uh, dog owner are you? What kind of you know? And you make it make something up, a survey or a question, and it gives them a response. Yep. And that and that's absolutely brilliant. Um, there's so many creative ways that you can use that. Now, one of the I just want to point something out here because it's a mistake I see people make with things like that. And this goes back to the, it's kind of the micro commitment theory as well. And that is, you know, people put up these things and they say, Hey, answer these dozen questions. And they have this long form and we'll tell you this, right? <laughs> and people look at that and go, ah, oh, it's too much work, right? So when you're doing stuff like this, you ask one simple question right. and then you hit, and then they hit submit. Then it takes them to the next one. And yeah, you know, or you, human- yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff that does that, but yeah, you, and you want to, you want to ask enough questions so that they're committed. At the yeah. same time, you don't want them to know up front on one page how far the commitment is. Leave it exactly, and that's you're absolutely it. right. And you know, I mean, of course, you don't want to go as far as asking for a stool sample. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. got to be, it's got to be reasonable yeah, yeah, as well. Exactly, exactly. And uh, and that's absolutely brilliant. So, yep. um, last question, and that is, you know, in the world of Facebook, what tools do you use out there that make your life easier? You know, I mean, I use Buffer app for scheduling stuff like that. You know, Buffer is great. And oh God, let me find this thing. It's it's really badass. Oh, it's called Snipply. <laughs> Snipply. Snipply is so badass because what it does is it gives you a tiny URL and allows you to send traffic to any other site that overlays your opt-in on the bottom. Okay. So first of all, spell Snipply. It's, it's S-N-I-P dot L-Y. 
dot ly. Okay, and and I'll post a link to that in the show notes. Yep. But uh, okay, so repeat that because I'm not sure I totally followed that on the first okay. the first uh, pass. All right. Okay. So what happens is, let's say that you're curating really great content, right? Yeah. And you have either via Facebook or on your blog want a link to, let's say, the New York Times or something in the Huffington Post. Mm-hmm. What it does is it, with Snipply, you get a short URL. So it would be like snipply.com forward slash, you know, blip or whatever it is. And when mm-hmm. they click on that, it goes ahead and shows the New York Times or the Huffington Post in a Snipply. And on the bottom, you can put on the bottom, you know, here's my opt-in. So for more information like this from me. So they get the traffic, Uh, but you get all the traffic and the opt-ins and all the benefit for sharing that. That's brilliant. Oh, it's badass, man. That that is. I mean, you're leveraging. Yep, yep. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. That's great. I love it. Yeah. Um, so, okay. yeah. And then I, and then I, of course I told you about post planner, which allows me to look at other things that are engaging, you know, yeah. what, what's working and what isn't. So it'll help me plan and it schedules and it plans out because, you know, I don't know about you, but I could get sucked into Facebook all day long, uh, you know, yeah. and whatnot, but you know, you got to maintain. So you know, you can schedule up a certain amount of posts. You can pull in RSS feeds, you know, and and uh, and then and then make a schedule. But the one thing you don't want to make this mistake is if you're posting and whatnot, and people are engaging with you, meaning that they're like asking questions or making some comments and whatnot. You know, please answer the comments. Please answer the direct messages. Otherwise, you're not mm-hmm. having the conversation, and it and it and it's and it's and it's ugly. Yeah. 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 You do. Absolutely. Um, awesome. Okay. So we're running out of time here. So, um, uh, first of all, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was a absolute, uh, I, honestly, I think we probably just covered, you know, more like real how to good stuff in here than, you know, I've seen in half the, you know, half the spam that comes into my inbox <laughs> that, you know, that people are charged for. That was awesome. Now, where do people find out more about what you're doing? Uh, you know, this. How can they get in touch with you? Oh, well, first of all, it's pretty simple. My website is laurabetterly.com. Uh, on that is a link to every bit of you know everything I'm working on. Well, mostly, unless I forget to add something. But that uh, you can opt into my newsletter there. Um, and then if you want to follow me on Facebook, it is facebook.com forward slash laurabetterlylive. And, um, you know, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, I, I am a communicator and I think where a lot of guys go wrong is not answering communication. But if you send me a direct message or email me or whatever, I'm always answering stuff. So, I mean, it takes a little extra time, but it's cause we really care. There you go. That's, that's fantastic. And, and, uh, I'm going to hit you up for that little link that you're talking about to that grid thing for sure. Facebook. And we'll throw those in the show notes as well, as well as all the links we just talked about awesome. so people can, can get in touch with you. So Laura, thank you very, very much for your time today and your generosity with sharing. Uh, oh, that well, was fantastic. Oh, thanks for having me. You know, like I said, I totally and completely, you know, so honored that you, uh, you asked me and whatnot. Like I said, you know, I guess I'm not trying to be a little fanboy here, but you know, <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, th- th- thanks so much. And, uh, and everybody, thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur United podcast. You know, my goal is to give you guys stuff that you can use. It's not theory. It's not fluff. It's not hype. It's real people using these strategies. And, uh, you know, if you never want to miss an episode, head over to entrepreneurignited.com. Make sure you're subscribed there. There's lots of free resources we're constantly adding. And uh, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes as well. So again, Laura, thank you very much. And uh, bye for now, everyone. We'll see you in the next episode. You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, where we aim to simplify online business so you can make more money. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale.